Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, allegations of child labor. Also, our third graders can't read. And there's confusion over unemployment overpayment. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. They're blaming the wrong man. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hi, guys. Yes. If I sigh a little, if I cry a little, it's, it's because it's Alabama sometimes. I love yeah. Alabama. It's my home. But geez, the things that go on here can make you crazy. <laughs> so uh, 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 a story that came out, it's, it's been reported by several, is, is that there was overpayments of unemployment insurance benefits to the tune of about $1.8 over $100 million uh, this in 2020. And uh, around almost 50 million in 2021. Mm -hmm. So these overpayments, what happened is there was a lot of confusion, Susan, about overpayments and how they happen and who's responsible to pay them back and who's not. Can you give us a little breakdown on how that works? Well, the first thing you have to know in this situation is that it wasn't just Alabama. This happened nationwide. Uh, it, it, you know, we were in some of the lower percentages of those overpayments. Um, but what happened was not only was there a surge, as we all know, in unemployment claims because of the COVID outbreak, because of, you know, having to, and going into lockdown and all of that, but also you had agencies that weren't prepared, unemployment agencies that weren't prepared for that kind of overflow. Plus you had national regulations on unemployment moving around. So there were a lot of moving targets, which also gives you a big opportunity for a lot of fraudulent claims as well. Well, Josh, uh, one of the big things here is that the, the we were 20%, 20% in overpayment, overall, 20% mm -hmm. overpayment in 2020. Of that 20%, 14% was fraud. Mm -hmm. Now. We'll dig into this. Let me just break one other thing down. I mean, these things happen because of, of fraud, but then there's where claimants fill out their paperwork incorrectly. Mm -hmm. There's times when uh, the employer fills out the paperwork incorrectly, and there's times when the employer and the claimant they just mess them up, and there's time where the Department of Labor and the state uh, mess them up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you've got all these categories where things can go wrong. And Fitzgerald Washington has one of the worst jobs in Alabama during this pandemic and has worked like a, a I mean, he has just worked like a hero mm -hmm. to get this done. And all he's gotten, Josh, is grief. I mean, 
just grief and grief yeah. and more grief. And I understand when people need their money, they're gonna they gotta blame somebody. But Fitzgerald Washington has gotten more than his share. But, yeah, he has. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, <laughs> you look at what's happened, and I pointed this out before. You look at the at that department over there, like all like many departments throughout the, uh, the state, and they were cut. Uh, you know, they've experienced drastic cuts over the course of the last 10 years or so. Um, you know, some of that rightfully so because of the economy and, you know, and what, uh, you know, we uh, elected, uh, you know, President Obama back, you know, around that time, same time, and they turned the economy around and uh, and, and things got a lot better for a lot of people. And so as that went, you, you lessened uh, the number of people required at the Department of Labor. Um, and but there are also a number of cuts because of our our state economics uh, and our finances here. And so when this crisis hit, you were left with a department that was massively understaffed and unequipped to deal with this. Not because Fitzgerald Washington is a bad manager, but simply because you you don't have the personnel to handle millions of claims coming at you at one time. Right, right. And the thing is, Susan, and if you look at the estimates here. Uh, of how that came about. I mean, Alabama did not do that badly, according to, if you look at Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, some of these other states. But in an average year, the overpayment is only about 10, a little over $10 million. So, I mean, when you look at $100 million, you can see where there's problems. Now, there's been this whole big deal about who gets paid back and who, who has to pay back and who doesn't pay. If it's fraud, you got to pay it back. Yeah. If it's according to the department, if it's a uh, if it's an employer error, you get paid back. I mean, you don't have to pay anything back. And if it's an agency error, you don't have to pay anything back. Now you may have to call them and you may have to fight them, but your claim will be uh, you will get your money back. Uh, I mean, you won't have to pay the money back if you were overpaid. Uh, I want to move on from that. That just was a big hot topic that. And I hate to see Fitzgerald Washington be the one that catches all the blame for this. But yeah, you know, I, I, I would like to say real quick, though, uh, it's really weird to me that Fitzgerald Washington catches a lot of heat. And there's all of a sudden a lot of people uh, above him that are paying a lot of attention to this guy and, and wanting to, you know, in the meantime, how many other departments and how many other uh, uh, spots there do we have that are very poorly run? that have experienced massive issues, and nobody ever talks about them at all. And I can't put my finger on what might be different about Fitzgerald Washington that would lead anybody to, to blame him more so than these other department heads. Well, I have I don't to say, know. of all the ca categories that Bill talked about earlier, the agency error was less than 10%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and of all of the 40% of all of the errors, agency in Alabama was less than 10%. Well, and then and in 2000. 21, it was 4%. Exactly. So, yeah. so you, you can't blame it on him, but there you go. You're going to blame it on him anyway. Uh, I, I wanted to catch another topic, so we'll have to catch this one on the next side. But what I want to do is talk about a Parker study, uh, which shows that third grade reading levels are slightly improved. And by slightly improved, I mean, basically our third grade students cannot read. We're going to pick that up on the other side. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said. 
Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The Beat, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, and when we left for the break, we were talking about that the Public Affairs Research Council of Alabama found that, you know, our students uh, are still really poor at reading in the third grade when they should be you know, that's, that's what is most important, that you, you, you be able to, to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we've had some issues. Now, listen, I, I will say, um, you know, the, uh, the pandemic issues, uh, you know, lowered, lowered some of the scores a, a bit. Um, but overall, you know, we, we have, this has been a problem uh, for the state. This is why the, uh, the, the pre-K programs are such a necessity um, and why it is, an utter outrage that we would even entertain building prisons instead of first making pre-K available to every child out there, okay? Uh, because you have so many children in places uh, that when they show up to first grade in a lot of time, in a lot of schools, and, and first grade teachers will tell you this, they show up and they don't know how to spell their own name, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, those are huge issues, uh, you know, for that progression forward uh, up until reading into the third grade. You know, when you, you you start out behind, it's hard to catch up, you know, and, and yeah. to just get even. And so that to me is a is one of the biggest priorities. And listen, I, I know that the, we've we've done a lot in, in the area of pre-K and I know K has pushed this and, um, yeah. you know, but we're not pushing it fast enough. You know, when, when things what kills me in this state is, is when we have a priority. We go after it and we get it done. When we have these other things on the side, well, we'd like to do this. We'd like, oh man, it sure would be great to have more well, hospitals or more, more, you know, pre-K. We don't never can't seem to get the money for those things. And Susan, you know, I, I, I'm going to take put the blame where I think it is. It is on the parent. If the parents would teach their children to read, then we wouldn't have it. But as an alternative, pre-K does fill the gaps that the parents are not filled. And I, I want to put in a, <clears throat> this, and I don't know how many people are aware of this, but there's a program that you can get through your local library. It's Valley Parton's Imagination Library. And mm -hmm. they you can sign your children up at birth. They will receive an age-appropriate book once a month addressed to them. And all it takes is for the parent to sit down and read. Until we can get pre-K programs, this program is available. It's free. You don't have to pay for the books. Nothing. It's just totally perfect. All right. We're yeah, going to have to I, move on to the... I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on the parent. Uh, but you know what? Some We're not going to have that in a lot of cases. We're not. No, and, we're not. and they're not no, going to be able not. to do it for a variety of reasons. And so if they're not, it betters us all if we make sure it gets done. 
I agree. I, I think I agree. I, listen, I just want Johnny and Jill to be able to read. That's that's what I want to do. Uh, John's report story you you reported on a few others have, but uh, Smart Alabama, which is a uh, uh, owned in part or at least in whole by uh, it's a supplier for Hyundai, mm-hmm. and it was discovered that they were using or allegedly using child labor as young as twelve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 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 yeah, it, 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 this was uh, from a Reuters report uh, originally, um, and, and they landed on this by uh, discovering uh, that that well, there was a a report of a missing child uh, that occurred back in February uh, when Enterprise Police investigated this. They found that the child had been taken to Atlanta uh, by a coworker at the plant, and when they investigated further. Uh, they discovered that the the child in question in that at that time was 13 years old uh, and was working at the plant with her siblings who were 12 and 15. Uh, and then they, you know, talked to the father and some other people, and they figured out that this was a big thing with uh, apparently uh, Smart Alabama. They reported it to the attorney general's office, which I don't, I guess it just died there. Uh, and then Reuters got on the on the case, and they interviewed a number of employees, and you know, I talked to a couple of employees as well, uh, and, and they said as many as 50 uh, children were working in this plant at one time. Um, and uh, you know, now there's an investigation, Department of Labor, U.S. Department of Labor. Uh, everybody is uh, is on the ball now after this report has come out. And it's a shame that we waited so many months uh, with these children who were, according to those employees, still working there up until two weeks ago. Well, according to the Enterprise PD who discovered this, they reported this to the attorney general's office some time ago. Do you know, yeah. as, as a bookkeeper, do you have any idea how many fraudulent documents this involves? not only fraudulent documents to the state of Alabama, but also to the federal government, Mm -hmm. stating that these people are legal, stating that they are of age. Somebody's in a whole bunch of trouble. Certainly, and uh, you know their their excuse is going to be, uh, as with a lot of things that, that take place at larger plants, is that they use temporary staffing agencies right, uh, right, to supply right. some of these employees, and that the temporary staffing agencies are the ones who are responsible for this. And um, you know, I, I don't necessarily doubt that, but you know, uh, there's no way that you you let a 12 year old through the door without knowing that that was a 12 year old. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. then some adult takes her to Atlanta on a field trip. There you right. go. Well, there you go. Uh, and I know, uh, anyway, I want to move on to another topic. A major step forward, Susan, yeah. on yeah. getting the I-10 Mobile uh, River Bridge built mm-hmm. and the Bay Project. Uh, the Metropolitan Planning Organizations down in, in, in Eastern Shores. I, let me get that right. The Eastern Shore and Mobile Metropolitan Planning Organization. They're the ones who have to authorize these types of these types of bridges and waterways over there. And they voted unanimously for this bridge. And the reason is it's really a locally driven driven thing to get that bridge built, that bayway and that bridge. Yeah, they've been this has been going on for a few years now and there was a lot of kickback even by, by locals, especially because of the tolls. But they managed to get this one done so there's no toll routes on the causeway the Washington Tunnel, the Bankhead Tunnel, and the African Town Bridge. Uh, on the uh, I-10 bridge, you've got an option of a toll of $2.50 a passenger, $18 for trucks. and But you can also get an option for $40 per month 
uh, for commuters between Melbourne and Baldwin counties. And that's 250 in a passenger vehicle, right? Right, not, correct. Okay. I'm sorry. No, yes. no, no. In a passenger vehicle. Joe, uh, J Josh, I know you're not fond of tolls. Uh, we got no. 20 seconds for you to rebut. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, I hate to be on the side of Jim Ziegler uh, in anything, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, listen, I, we pay taxes. Build the roads, man. Build the roads. That's all. You know, don't put a toll up there. If you if you want to build a road, if it's necessary, if it's needed, build the road and let us cross the bridge. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just, if it's a private company building something somewhere that's needed, that people will use, okay, I understand that, all right? But when, when we get into this deal and the community is having to, you know, to, to deal with uh, toll roads and things over an interstate bridge, uh, no, no, it's not a, it's not it's a thing for me. It's better than what it started out as. Anyway, uh, uh, there you go. They voted unanimously. It's a good thing that Josh wasn't on the planning <laughs> right. or be one against. One against. Uh, all right. We're going to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kiss them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, this is a story we reported on back in March. Uh, the uh, Alabama State Port Authority, uh, down in Mobile, uh, there was an investigation that started uh, because uh, of a pay raise and a bonus given to John Driscoll, who is the CEO and director of the port. John Driscoll did nothing wrong. No. Uh, what happened was he was given a 4% pay raise and a and the money to join the Mobile Country Club. This was authorized by Bester T. Ward III, who is the chairman of the Port Authority. The problem with that is Bester T. Ward, chairman of the Port Authority, did not have the authority to grant the pay raise and the membership to the Mobile Country Club. Now, uh, that he sent us a letter finally saying, oh, yeah, well, I, I think I may have inadvertently made a mistake and we're going to pass a resolution to... Uh, to abide by state law? To abide by the law okay. from now on. I, uh, I, I spoke with Port Authority this past week and, and they did pass a resolution that they would follow the state law. <laughs> that was and, already in place when all this happened. But there has not been uh, any, any... We have not heard the final say on the investigation. Josh, 
why do we have so many agencies and boards in Alabama that don't even follow their own rules? I mean, you got the ethics department, ethics commission, you've got the AG's office. None of these people follow the rules. Yeah, you know, I, I would say it's a good name. His name is, uh, you say, Bester T. Ward, uh, the Bester fourth T. Ward. or third. T. Ward, yeah. Uh, instead of Fitzgerald Washington. Otherwise, he'd be under quiet scrutiny right now, uh, <laughs> you know, for uh, for this. Yeah, listen, I, the reason why is is so often nobody's paying attention. Um, and, and when you have folks, it's, it's just, you know, there's money. There's money to be tossed around. There's friends to be helped out. And if nobody's paying attention, um, you know, People just, they just can't help but put that hand in the cookie jar from time to time. Uh, you know, even even when they're not doing it for themselves. I mean, this was, you know, something he, maybe he maybe he's right. Maybe it was an inadvertent thing. And he just wanted to, you know, to, to reward his, uh, you know, his executive here. And, but it, it you can't do it. And, and nobody was there to say, except for us, you know, to say, no, 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 that's not how things work, you know. No. And. Uh, you know, I, th- there's processes in place for a reason. And if we're not going to enforce those things, then we're going to have a lot of chaos and a lot of theft and a lot of corruption. And that's where we're headed. We in case some, that. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're headed for more. If, if voters don't start paying attention to, to who they elect and start putting in place some checks and balances and making sure that we have pl- uh, people say, like, I don't know, in the special prosecutions divisions at the AG's office uh, to make sure folks uh, do what they're supposed to do and follow the laws. Well, you know, it just to me, uh, you know, it, it, it seems to me, Susan, that just following the basic rules. You can't tell me he didn't know. You can't tell me he didn't know. Well, how I mean, long has he been there? How many things have he had to have board approved? I mean, for Pete's sake. First, they told me it, they did have board approval. Then after mm-hmm. I went, well, no, 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 because I've spoken to some board members. They were like, oh, well, well forget that last statement. Oh, forget that. We didn't. Uh, uh, Every time I have 4% increase in pay in $75,000 outlay to the Mobile Country Club. Yeah, you don't like think that. you got to ask permission for that? I mean, you know, I I'm, listen, I, I think these are all these are all very affluent white people. I think that, <laughs> I think that they're used to just doing what they want to do. <laughs> you know, I think you're you, right. you may have hit that nail on the head. Judge. Hey, you know, good news is. Uh, you know, for the third straight month, Alabama's recorded uh, un- record low unemployment, and that's not counting the kids up in, <laughs> up in the enterprise. Yeah. I don't hey, think well, we start counting the kids now. We're we're, we're going to shoot those numbers back up. I think <laughs> kids just laying around in school all day. <clears throat> but it's but it, it 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 really, and I think this goes to the fact that the Ivy administration has done a, a good job, and also. You know, the, the, the business community, this is one of the areas where the business community has really stepped up mm-hmm. with workforce training and those types of things that has made the difference. I, I don't want to give the state government too much credit for any of this because the businesses are the ones that probably deserve more of the credit. Mm-hmm. The folks that are that are running BC, <laughs> you know, at B, no, Josh, you, you fill, I'm you just, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I first got a little something that caught my throat when you said the Ivy administration, not the Biden administration. Uh, and then, uh, and then later, uh, and then later I was, I was, I was further choked up when, when we forgot about all the taxpayers that paid for uh, the workforce training. Uh, but no, it's, you know, it's, I'm just saying, uh, you know, there, we used to, businesses used to do that. They called them unions. Uh, and yeah. you know, they, they trained their employees. Um, 
But now we don't we don't do that so much. We we pay for it ourselves out of taxpayer money and economic development incentives. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry right. Well, you're right. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't call sour grapes, you know, because you're right. But th these are, the, you know, it used to be. I mean, we paid millions and millions, hundreds of million dollars to get people to come down here to work. I mean, mm -hmm. to put their plants in here, right? Mm -hmm. And then, yes. And, and so we do that. That used to be a, a, just the most foreign idea to Republicans in the world. Right. That you would actually pay taxpayer money to bring a business to your state. That was unheard of. What you did yeah. was you made your state so attractive that right. people wanted to come here. But this is everywhere now. Everybody's yeah, listen, doing it. To be fair, to be fair, Democrats did it first, okay? We're, we're, you, uh, the Democrats were responsible for the car industry being here, and they, they're the ones that brought this whole thing on to us and, now, and started this economic de uh, development stuff. And, and it's, you know, you're right. Now, now we advertise our low wages to people so they can come in here and prey on, uh, on our underpaid employees. Can we yes. call this exactly what it is? Socialism. This, that's socialism. Oops. Corporate when socialism. You, Social, corporate socialism, when you pay a corporation taxpayer dollars to do business in your state, that is corporate socialism. Indeed. I tell you who is, uh, I mean, that's that's all it is. So I, I don't want to hear about socialism. <laughs> when, when you you just, your form of socialism is giving it to corporations. Yeah, right. I, I'll tell you this, when, when you're getting involved with industry in, in such a manner, you're, you're bordering on communism. But, you know, that's <laughs> <always. laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just picking a bite this morning. <laughs> I think there's a lot of folks in, in our, our state and our country who wouldn't, if they got hit in the head with, by a socialist agenda, they wouldn't know what it was. And, they and they'd all like it. Hit in the, yeah. <laughs> and most, like of them, it. most of the working folks would really like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie Sanders knew what the hell he was talking about, I believe. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to sell anything Bernie Sanders is peddling in Alabama. No, but, but they know he's right. Have, <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch this.